1: Welcome to the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Well, we have our Week in Review here, folks. We take the best interviews of the past week or two. We put them together in a nice little package for you, all wrapped up in a bow here at the Multimedia Cafe. And then, of course, you can always go to our website thecrudelife.com. We're part of the Crude Life Media Network and you can access any of these interviews in their full length right there at thecrudelife.com. All these interviews are exclusive to the Multimedia Cafe and the Crude Life Media Network. So thank you folks for joining us here today on the radio. Thank you for streaming us on the interweb and for downloading our podcast like on iTunes, one of our many podcast platforms. We appreciate it very much for choosing us as part of your content. Well, let's take a look at our menu of Week in Review here at the Multimedia Cafe. Vanita Best with the City of Watford discusses the 274% growth happening in Watford City, USA, up there in North Dakota, the heart of the Bakken Oilfield. You know, if a community gets about two to 3% growth, that's considered a vibrant community. Well, Watford City has 274% growth We're going to check out an update with Vanita Best, City of Watford, in just a moment or two. Also, Mark Bullock, BMA Biotech. He's one of those guys that came over from England. He's got some pretty cool science, 100% biodegradable, green-type products. That's helping the oil and gas industry, non-toxic, non-flammable. And since we're a big supporter of Johnny Green and his efforts to be the Earth's champion, we thought we'd bring you some... Green company here in the oil and gas industry. Mark Bullock with BMA Biotech talks about their new product, their new science, and also a little snake oil sales out there in the oil and gas. Shale Play USA, I like to call it. That's what we have on today's program, but I'll tell you what, I want to get right to the interview with Vanita Best. My name is Jason Spies. This is the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review, and this is Vanita Best with the city of Watford, Watford City, McKenzie County up in the Bakken oil field. Uh,
2: Vanita Best, uh, Community of Watford City, Community Development Director.
1: Thank you very much for joining the program today. Watford City, we've had Daniel Stenberg on a number of different times, Gene Veeder in the past as well, a uh, number of different McKenzie County officials. And just to kind of set the stage a little bit, I like to do this for Watford City, Talk to me a little bit about the growth. I, I, the numbers always escape me, but isn't it like 1,500 to 8,000 people in the course of like five years or something like that?
2: Yeah. So, Jason, in 2010, when the U.S. Census was conducted, we were at uh, 1,744. And today, it's estimated that based on um, services to the city, we're right around 8,000. Uh, with the 2020 census coming up, we're expecting to complete count all those folks. We're going to work real hard to do so, so we have an accurate number. But when we talk about percentage growth, we're at about 274% growth from 2010 till today.
1: So your job is kind of created because of that growth, is my would be my guess. I don't know that for a fact, but a community development director. Uh, we were talking a little bit before the interview started that that is – Somebody primarily creates communities around different scales of economy and different communities. Uh, talk to me a little bit about what that title is, and was it created because of the, the absolute rapid growth that happened in Watford?
2: I think partially it was uh, born out of that. And so Gene Veeder, for a long time, had been Watford City and McKinsey County Economic Development Director um, when he moved into his seat on the McKinsey County Commission and um, Daniel Stenberg stepped into that role. And then two years later, I think due uh, partially or a lot primarily to our rapid growth, we needed more capacity in that area. So I came on board in January um, with the city of Watford City. And um, yeah, 274% growth. And when you look traditionally at what um, economic development does, Watford City has plenty of economy, but it's really important in attracting skilled workforce to build a community around that economy so you're competitive and the operators here are competitive when they're recruiting talent.
1: I know that's a big issue in Watford City, primarily Watford City. It is isn't the Bakken, but primarily in Watford City is workforce and housing. Talk to me a little bit about what your doing or I'm sure you're involved at least in meetings when it comes to workforce development and housing how those kind of bridge together
2: yeah so two really exciting and unique um programs that are going on in the community um the skills initiative was born several years back so Watford City is the largest community in North Dakota that does not have a community college um but what we do have is a state of the art Rough Rider Center, and that Rough Rider Center houses um, a multitude of entities that work with um, skilling up the workforce. So, Train TrainND, uh, Wilson State College, the University of Mary, they all come down and they offer um, classes that facilitate the industry needs in scaling up their workforce and also community education as well. That's been a non-traditional, non-brick and mortar focused um, post K-12 education uh, um, model. And I think it's working really well. The, the skills initiative um, committee gets together quarterly to discuss needs. Um, workforce needs and so that is one way we've addressed um, the needs of skilled workforce in our community locally. Um, In terms of housing we do have a critical housing shortage here and we're looking at some non-traditional ways to address that. Um, Our Job Development Authority uh, board has requested um, a program which helps single family housing builders uh, buy down the cost of infrastructure on housing so we do have housing that is expected to come online later this year that meets the first-time home buyer um, cap there's a cap on those who qualify for first-time home buyers and right now we just have a difficulty um, meeting that number so that program will be um, piloted in 2018, we hope that will bring some additional single family housing on inventory. Uh, So certainly we're aware of our challenges. We're working really hard to address those. And I'm not sure if you know this or not, and I'm not sure if it'll air in time to hit this date, but uh, we do have the governor and his team coming out next Thursday, uh, May 23rd. And I suspect the housing issue will be one we discuss um, with his team when they're here as well.
1: Vanita Best, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought for just a moment or two. We're going to take a quick pause. we come back, we're going to continue the conversation with Vanita Best with the city of Watford City. Watford City is in McKenzie County in the heart of the Bakken oil field. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe We can Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Coming up next, we continue the conversation with Vanita Best with Watford City in McKenzie County in the heart of the Bakken oil field. For the show, you know, we want to make sure that the people on the wellhead know what's going on in the executive's offices, and we want to make sure the executives know what's going on down at the wellhead because... They they do they need to know that's it's one of, again one of those industries where they do need to know those types of things because the the people that working at the well well site are living in and going to communities like Watford City I mean they're going to church together they're going to school together getting getting their broken limbs mended at the hospital that type of thing uh, how how was the conference for you um, was this your first conference where you're speaking for Watford City are are you have other ones planned Talk to me a little bit about your, this, the experience of the conference itself.
2: Uh, so the conference was a wonderful experience, and I guess the way I opened it, and it's probably the way I open most opportunities to talk about um, about Watford City, is I was, I was born and raised here, um, graduated from high school here, went to NDSU, Ultimately, had a goal to return home, but at the time, wasn't really sure that there would be that opportunity. Um, declining population, aging population. So finally, we did get back in 2006. Um, we returned to the ranch I grew up on. Um, our son was born in 2008. And at the time, it looked like, just looking around at all the other um, kids that were born in 2008, he'd maybe have between 20 and 30 kids in his class at um, McKinsey County District 1, Watford City um, School District. And that was in 2008. Um, And then things started happening. Development started people started moving in, rolling into town. And we were a pretty transient community. But now, over time, that has really shifted. We're now a young, vibrant community with the average age of 30. (laughs) We're a very young, vibrant community. And when our son enrolled in kindergarten, there were 140 kids in his class. And... Really, the story was at the IOGCC, there are opportunities for rural communities to see this transition, this transformation that we have experienced, but there are some things that need to be done and need to be considered. Um, And I guess, you know, a couple of things I talked about and this really uh, should hit the ears of the companies doing business in states is those public dollars need to be front-end loaded to absorb the impact when it comes to these communities. Um, What traditionally happens is the impact occurs, and then there's a time lapse, and finally the revenue starts showing up. But by that time, by that time, um, quality of life has diminished for a lot of the residents that were there before the impact, and it really creates it creates resentment towards the industry. And so to be able to front and load funding needed to absorb the impact, that was probably one of the important, um, I guess, discussion points that we had. So the conference was a very great opportunity to get Watford City and McKinsey County and North Dakota on you know, a national discussion on how to better prepare rural communities for shale
1: development. So yeah, it was it was a great opportunity. How about Watford City what's going on in main Street these days any new businesses any anniversaries t- uh, you know three five year anniversaries type of thing um,
2: i I think so you know I, I tell people what we have witnessed and experienced in the last eight years most communities do not experience in an entire lifetime or a de- or a, a century um, and so you know we have a ribbon cutting and And groundbreakings frequently and we love them but it does get to be a bit of a blur Um, I guess one of the exciting um, opportunities specifically on Main Street is um, the old S&S building so if you're not familiar with what the old S&S building is it was um, Sanford and Sanford um, and if If people don't know what that is, the Lieutenant Governor, it was he was a multi-generational Main Street um, business owner comes came from a multi-generational family. And so s and s Motors relocated off of Main Street um, probably eight years ago, and that building was leased out for a period of time. Now somebody came in and purchased um, the building. and um, it's being, named S&S on Maine, and it will house, um, a dental office, Legendary Smiles. Um, it will house Icon Architectural Firm, and it will house a, um, nice little quaint, um, uh, Mexican luncheon place, um, and I think the name of that is Slow Drive, and so that was, that was, um, a revitalization project that when that comes on main comes online, uh, later this year, June will really dress up the corner of main street and get that, that building occupied and, and, and busy again. So we're excited about that. Um, I'm sure you may or may not have heard. We have approximately $1.3 billion of infrastructure investment from oil and gas, uh, mostly natural gas processing and takeaway, um, that, you know, will be over the next two years. Prior to that, um, since 2010 to current, that investment had been about $645 million. So we're going to be doing twice as much investment in the next two years as we've seen um, prior to. So just a lot of, of great energy, um, busyness happening in our community.
1: Good time to own a restaurant out there. Boy I tell you the constru- Good time doing a restaurant out there with a buffet. The construction guys are going to be like crazy with all that development going on. jeez
2: yeah. So one of the things that happened when Cash Wise came to town and opened up is they opened a box store for their small, you know, they have different box sizes, and they opened their 7,500-person box store. And a few months into it, they said we should have gone big or gone home. Um, so, you know, we've heard in the past that they think that there are about 20,000 people buying groceries on any, you know, given time that um there's just a lot of activity out here so um good time to to own retail of any kind um people need to get their hair cut they need yeah they need to feed themselves um just lots of opportunity for entrepreneurs and business
1: owners oh i love it it's the picks and shovels of the gold rush you know the picks and shovels Mm -hmm. of the bakken out there if you can get out there and have a better pick and a shovel and something that they need well the Gold Rush people will buy it, and they'll use it because they're out there. The, the, the oil's being drilled, uh, $1.4 billion, I thought I heard the other day. Well, uh, I think today the new number comes out, actually this afternoon, as we're talking. But we better wind out down here, uh, wrap her up, give us some information, how people can get in touch with you or Watford City or all the stuff that you guys are promoting right now.
2: Yeah, so we have a website that is connected to McKinsey County. So you just go to Google and you punch in the city of Watford City or you punch in McKinsey County, North Dakota, and it will take you to the landing page, um, which they're both tied together. And um, we sure hope that people will pop in there and see what's going on. Um, If if anybody ever makes it to Watford City and wants a community tour, please pop into City Hall. Uh, we would I would absolutely love to visit with folks. And um, I think, I, yeah, I just want to send people to the website. There's just a lot of cool stuff on there. Um, maybe one other thing to note, especially if you're a resident and looking for opportunities for entertainment and community events, um, we have a page, it's WatfordCityEvents.com, and that will get you, it's a central housing location for for meetings, for events, and you can get all of your information there.
1: And that was Vanita Best with the city of Watford. Watford City, Mackenzie County, up in the Bakken Oil Field. To listen to the entire interview, or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit TheCrudeLife.com. That's TheCrudeLife.com. The Multimedia Cafe is part of the Crude Life Media Network, CrudeLife.com. My name is Jason Spees, and you're listening to the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review.
0: No Now since oh, since I've been gone I love you I love to see you naked yeah it has been such a while now since it,
3: I've been home because I'm in sleep Gillette Wyoming the energy capital of the nation the Wyoming Center at the Camplex, home of the Energy Exposition 20th anniversary. June 26th and 27th, it's the longest-running oil and gas trade show in the Rockies. You go there, you get exposed. Register your company for a booth now. Attendees can pre-register online and bypass the crowds. Don't miss the industry networking dinner with keynote speaker, Governor of Wyoming, Mark Gordon. And guess who else? U.S. Rep Liz Cheney, U.S. Senators Mike Enzi and John Barrasso live feed straight from the U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C. Then Chansey Williams and the Younger Brothers Band perform live on stage. Awesome. Oh, and don't forget the Energy Symposium. Join in the panel discussions on the new regulations and procedures. Discover how new large projects are going to benefit you, Wyoming, and the Rocky Mountain region. Like to golf or just network? Then check out the Expo Golf Tourney, benefiting the Gillette College Foundation on June 25th, hosted by Energy Solutions Corp and organized by Gillette Physical Therapy. Admission to the Expo is always free, and the exposure is, you know, priceless. Energy Exposition and Symposium, June 26th and 27th, 2019. And you already know, we're going to party like it's 1999. Find out more at energyexposition.com.
4: Well, you can be my little pony, may be your big stud. You can be Bugs Bunny, I'll be here. Welcome back to
1: the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. My name is Jason Speece. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool, joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Coming up next, we continue the conversation with Mark Bullock with BMA Biotech. Mark Bullock,
4: BMA Biotech.
1: Thank you for joining the program today. We're talking with Mr. Mark Bullock about one of the hottest topics a very important topic going on right now and pipeline remediation and of course you've got a lot of experience when it comes to dealing with that topic so tell me a little bit about how you're involved with this this uh sub niche of an industry going on right now let let the listeners know about the you know your your experience i guess is where i'm going with it
4: so our experience with pipeline remediation um it's not as um as uh long as some people would expect but uh, during the downturn um, a few years ago we were approached by a number of companies uh, mainly in the Eagleford area who were uh, having issues in removing uh, paraffin wax deposits from their pipelines um, on a cost-effective standpoint and um, they were finding out the chemicals they would use in to do pipeline remediation um, alongside pigging operations were not costly on the gallon price to buy, but they would require three to four times the amount to basically flush the line through to remove all paraffin deposits. So they asked us if we had a product which was sustainable and cost-effective for them to use. Uh, At the time, we didn't. So we then developed a new type of chemical solution which combines natural extracts and a pseudo solvent which the pseudo solvent penetrates through the wax deposition in fact inorganic and organic deposition on the inside of pipelines it penetrates through Uh, and then the micro emulsion which is made from natural extracts um, gives a surfactant qualities laminates the particles that are removed and then stops them from rebinding elsewhere in the pipe
1: talk to me about the product is it uh, something that is pretty friendly to the EPA and regulators and that sort of thing? Yes.
4: Yeah, so one of the uh, designs that we were um, basically one of the design specs we were basically asked for was a product um, which was biodegradable, and the reason for that was obviously at the time there was a lot of regulations which people thought were going to come in affecting the uh, chemicals within the oil and gas industry. So that's why we use natural extracts because. We believe the regulations were going to go a complete different tangent to petrochemicals, um, but unfortunately, it never did. And so, we encompass these extracts, which are 100% biodegradable in 75 days. Uh, they're non-toxic, non-flammable. Uh, in fact, on our YouTube channel, we've uh, produced a couple of videos which show exactly how safe these products are, uh, and also how effective they are at removing paraffin wax.
1: I wrote down. A few notes here while we were talking, and you know, one of the things I wanted to mention off off air, I you know, we've talked in the past a little bit, and, and you've got a family involved in oil and gas. You know, you mentioned at the early onset of the interview yeah. that you know your your company doesn't have you know vast decades of experience in this particular niche side of the business, but you have oil and gas experience within the company and the family lineage. But then also, yep. th- this service that we're talking about, this product that you guys are, are talking about, really came out of a demand for integrity and science. Isn't that correct?
4: Yeah, that's correct, yeah. So I'll address the family points. Yeah, I mean, I've got a um, immediate family who have worked in the oil and gas industry for over 40 years combined. Um, I don't like to refer to myself as a second generation oil and gas man, because to be quite honest, you know, I believe in making my own path within the industry. And I don't want to live off anyone else's reputation. You know What we basically do with our contacts, especially with our family contacts, is um, we don't use them in a sense of stick their name to my company. We turn to them when we need um, advice and guidance. So we're learning from the older generation because what we're seeing, that's quite consistent throughout the industry at the minute. And I've, I've spoken to quite a few people about this. The younger generation... I don't think we want to listen to the older generation of the industry um, because they see their methods as, you know, archaic and very different to what they now see in the industry, which, you know, with the automation and everything else. So, you know, we, you know, we turn to our family connections and say, hey, you know, X, Y, and Z. And nine times out of 10, actually, you know, we've had an instance where we had a client firm us up, wanted something done with a couple of wows, um, you know, with, they sent us a very small amount of data. I put the data in front of um, one side of the family, and they pinpointed exactly what was wrong and they they gave a very in-depth analysis and then I went back to the company and said, hey, you know, just a few more questions. Is it, you know, are we looking at this correctly? And they come back and said, you know, yeah, basically what you're saying is correct. You know, we never even told you that, you know, the wow was like this or something like that. Um
1: and what was the other part again jason i forgot oh the other part um, oh is about about the science so oh, yeah. you know and then also the integrity of the industry and yeah. and i want to talk about that a little bit too because you know i think you've pretty much let listeners know that you guys have got a, a science team a chemist team yeah. and you know you guys are coming up with your own proprietary products and they're biodegradable and i think you mentioned 75 days they're Yep. You know they've got that that, that behind it, but th- there there's there is a certain vetting that's going on, and, and in the past on my programs we've talked about it from the retirement angle, which is seventy yep. percent of the industry is going to be retired by I think twenty twenty two or something like that was the numbers. You know it started you know five years ago the retirement started, but by twenty twenty two I think something like sixty seventy percent of the industry will be fleshed out in a new set of, you know, millennials, Gen Xers, Gen Ys, whatever, are going to come in. And there is there is that concern about an understanding for a respect of what's been built, especially when you talk about an appreciation and a respect for the land. I mean, yep. the oil companies, they have gone so far above and beyond to make sure they have relationships with these landowners and to make sure that these these uh reclamation programs are top-notch and remediation and everything along those lines. Uh, yeah. you're, you mentioned something about how companies were like circling back to you guys because of, you know, your contacts and just, I guess, you know, the, the integrity you guys had as business people. There is a lot of um, new people trying to come in, and I call them Chuck and Jivers. Guys, yeah. you, you kind of come in, you know, Herb Tarlick from WKRP in Cincinnati and just a real salesy type person that's promising the moon and snake oil and in a lot of those different things um talk to me about the just the respect of the, the the industry the integrity of the industry because it sounds to me like that was what kind of grew that side of your business
4: yeah so yeah i, I mean integrity in the scientific aspect all goes hand in hand um so what we were finding mainly um not just in the flow assurance side but also soil remediation side and other other parts of the chemical side of the oil and gas industry was people were distorting scientific advancements um, from the last 20 years to make them fit their own little product niche um, and with that i mean oil and gas companies yes they are going above and beyond and executive and higher levels. But then what we're seeing is sometimes, is as we describe, these tricking jivers have contacts within that company who will sort of reinforce these claims. Um, of uh, you a know, prime example, I've heard companies claim, especially on solar remediation, that their product turns crude oil into nothing more than harmful sand. You know, when you say it like that, it, it, it means nothing, but when you actually think about it, think about what they're saying it turns crude oil into sand that is scientifically impossible because you know, you know there is just not a chemical process for that
1: mr mark bullock i'm going to ask you to hold that thought for just a moment or two we're going to take a quick pause and we come back we're going to continue the conversation with mark bullock with bma biotech my name is jason speiss and this is the multimedia cafe Week in review
3: Gillette, Wyoming, the energy capital of the nation. The Wyoming Center at the Camplex, home of the Energy Exposition 20th anniversary. June 26th and 27th, it's the longest running oil and gas trade show in the Rockies. You go there, you get exposed. Register your company for a booth now. Attendees can pre-register online and bypass the crowds. Don't miss the industry networking dinner with keynote speaker, Governor of Wyoming, Mark Gordon. And guess who else? U.S. Rep Liz Cheney, U.S. Senators Mike Enzi and John Barrasso live feed straight from the U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C. Then Chansey Williams and the Younger Brothers Band perform live on stage. Awesome. Oh, and don't forget the Energy Symposium. Join in the panel discussions on the new regulations and procedures. Discover how new large projects are going to benefit you, Wyoming, and the Rocky Mountain region. Like to golf or just network? Then check out the Expo Golf Tourney, benefiting the Gillette College Foundation on June 25th, hosted by Energy Solutions Corp and organized by Gillette Physical Therapy. Admission to the Expo is always free and the exposure is, you know, priceless. Energy Exposition and Symposium, June 26th and 27th, 2019. And you already know, we're gonna party like it's 19 Find out more at energyexposition.com.
0: Meridian Energy Group of Belfield, North Dakota is building the most technologically advanced oil refinery on the planet, the Davis Refinery, a project designed to achieve emission control levels the industry has never seen before. The Davis Refinery, working for North Dakota, meridianenergygroupinc.com.
1: Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Coming up next, we continue the conversation with Mark Bullock with BMA Biotech.
4: Yeah, you know, there is just not a chemical process for that.
1: Well, and, and that's an important statement because, you know, when you take a look at the herd mentality that sometimes can happen in, in oil and gas and yeah. CEOs will be very upfront that that's that's one of the, the oil and gas's biggest weaknesses is the herd mentality. Yeah. You know, and and so when somebody of those, you know, the snake oil salesman, the P.T. Barnum, the Chuck and Jiver, whatever, when they penetrate through, which they do occasionally, yeah. it, it can become pretty, pretty detrimental to the industry for a while because that's when things happen. That's when things go wrong. Yeah. And that's why there is such an important vetting process, I believe, going on. And um, there and and there should be there really should be, because from my standpoint, we've been pretty upfront on on this program that it's the last essence of capitalism. There is there's not much capitalism left in other industries anymore because they're just so highly regulated and and uh, subsidized that this industry, even though it is regulated, still at least offers a, a form of capitalism that is true to its core and I like that because they continue to give back to the communities. But um, your proprietary product, your, your integrity w- w- with, the, with the company, uh, talk to me a little bit about this little sub-niche industry that's been created. Now, now we're talking about pipeline remediation, yeah. flow assurance solutions, that sort of things. But just, just this industry itself has really become quite, I don't know if it's under the microscope or it's just gotten so big.
4: I think what, it especially with the pipelines, I think what it comes down to, um, especially within the last few years, where you know the likes of the Permian, of you know, is just thrown out millions of barrels of oil a day, um, and the pipelines are now at a choke point. So there's an emphasis on to you know produce as much oil as possible, but also save it sat around in storage tanks, you know, make some money off it. Uh, so. You know there's these conventional set of products which really haven't changed in the last 50 years, they're petrochemical based. And what basically tends to happen is they're using petrochemicals to remove petrochemicals, um, or petroleum extracts. So it will emulsify a lot of the paraffin wax, for instance, there's especially um, xylene based products will emulsify the paraffin wax. And the solvents that are within the, the sorry, the surfactants that are within these products are supposed to do like ours and coat the emulsified wax but it doesn't do that it allows it to rebind to other surfaces further on downstream. so we've had instances where operators have had a blockage in a pipeline from wax buildup um, and they've tried everything and literally their last result was to cut the section of pipe out and replace it you know but then on the off chance, you know they, they've heard about our, my company from one where one avenue or another You know, we send the product down and we've got a very good gimmick where, you know, you tell us your problem, whether it's flow assurance, soil remediation or whatever. And if our product doesn't work, we will refund you your money because that's how much faith we have in our product. And that's how much integrity we're trying to build is, you know, we're not there to make a fast buck like some companies. We are there to provide genuine solutions based on modern scientific advancements, you know, to benefit the industry as a whole. You know, we don't see the industry like some companies do as a cash cow. And, you know, when you go on about these chicken drivers, you know, this company that claims their product can turn crude oil, uh, sorry, yeah turn crude oil into natural sand, pay three cents a gallon for their product, okay, from a wholesaler. They actually sell that to certain members in the industry for $75 a gallon. That's more than a profit. I mean, that's more than a profit margin. That is extortion. Um... And that's when people come back to us and they're like you know we've been paying 75 dollars a gallon for this or 65 dollars a gallon for that but we honestly don't know what it does you know we, we've seen other chemicals that claim to you know oxidize crude oil yes you can oxidize crude oil but the chemicals that these other companies are selling actually don't oxidize cruise or crude oil um, and they're not administered correctly what basically people are seeing now within the industry of you know what you say a lot of people are being vetted unfortunately these people already in the industry they've build this reputation up of being you know we're the best thing that there is um, you know our product will make you know you buy two gallons off me that's gonna make you four gallons where we're coming into the industry and making money is because our products at a very low end one gallon will make you a hundred gallons or at the very high end one gallon will make you ten gallons so we're cost-effective, we're sustainable, and we actually don't lie to our, well, I would say lie, that's a very strong word, I would say don't misrepresent our products, we say exactly what they are, what they can do, and if, you know, if you've provided us with all the information that we should need for, you know, supplying a product for your end means, and it doesn't work because we've missold it to you, we will happily refund you the money, because that, you know, the fault is on us, it's not on the operator, it's on myself or my company and that's how we're trying to build this you know our reputation up is you know people are using scientific advancements where unless if you've just come out of college or university outside as they call it university outside the u.s you're not really going to know about these new compounds and if you do you know a lot of scientists you know will read papers but sometimes it's you know just not enough information on the compounds people are using where you know where we use proven compounds for each product and it's as simple as that i mean we're just trying to help the industry out as best we can and that's why people are circulating back to us is because you know we have clients who've changed the snake oil products for want of a better word and what we find is after about a week you know the client then comes back to us because they've just suddenly listened to what we've said to them before they left it you know Try this with a product, or we'll try that with a product. See what it actually does in a jar. You know, I mean, if you want to see what a jar test looks like with soil remediation, again, you know, go on our YouTube channel. Um, you know, there's a soil remediation video on there of how our product works. You know, replicate the experiment on top of a bench top. That's all you've got to do. You know, with the product that you're using, and again, with paraffin wax removers, you know, get a sample of paraffin wax, smear it on the inside of a jar, and put the chemical in. See what it does. Because that's where we're seeing now is a lot of companies aren't looking at the products. They're just looking for the solution. And it's not a bad thing. You know, it's not the fault of the companies it's, uh, who's purchasing the products. It's the fault of the companies who's selling the products. Because all they're there for is just to make a quick buck.
1: Earlier I mentioned flow assurance. I wanted to make sure that we talked about that. And I see that, you know, I'm looking at the clock and, and everything. But uh, talk to me a little bit about the flow insurance side of the, the product.
4: So, yeah, so... You know, when when we developed what we call hydrocarbon multi clean, it was specifically designed to remove paraffin wax deposition from pipelines. And what we're finding, as you know, what we found as the development stage went on, was the product wasn't just removing the paraffin wax; it was removing other scale and, you know, such as iron sulphide that builds up inside the pipes, pipelines.
1: And that was Mark Bullock with BMA Biotech. To listen to the full-length interview or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. The Multimedia Cafe is part of the Crude Life Media Network. Check out exclusive interviews plus our social media content, 350,000 followers we have in our network at thecrudelife.com. That's going to do it for this week's show, the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. I'd like to thank Vanita Best with the City of Watford as well as Mark Bullock with BMA Biotech. I'd like to thank them for coming on our program and thank you folks for listening on the radio. We'll be back next week at this time on this station. And for those of you who are streaming us on the internet or maybe downloading one of our podcasts on iTunes or our other podcast platforms, thank you, thank you, thank you. We are very grateful here at the crude life media network and the multimedia cafe from the staff here at the multimedia cafe we can review my name is jason Spees. asking you to savor life and enjoy the spice
0: historic the first full conversion refinery to be built in the u.s in over 40 years innovative The cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking, with construction resuming in early 2019. The Davis Refinery. Jason Spees, the most trusted voice in the Bakken.
1: I totally agree with you and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts.